Hey, this is Shannon K, and you're listening to Get Real. Hey, everyone, this is Shannon K, and welcome to Get Real. Our guest today is a granddaughter of legendary country singer-songwriter Larida Lynn, whose career spans over six decades in country music, giving us massive hits throughout the years. Following Lynn's footsteps and creating her own path, please welcome singer-songwriter and actor Taylor Lynn. Hey, girl. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for being on the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. You and I have been playing zoom tag for like weeks so i'm glad to to finally see your pretty face oh thank you and same here i'm so excited to be interviewing you today and um i'm really looking forward to hearing a lot about country music and how you started you know i i did a little research about you and i was so inspired and it was just such a great story um you know not just about your grandmother but even you know you as an individual artist so I just wanted to like jump right in into my very first question about you know being the granddaughter of such a legend I'm sure you had an early start to your career and your music so if you can please tell us a little bit about you know how you start off your um amazing great journey yeah um So my grandmother obviously has been doing music her whole life. And my dad is her son. Mm -hmm. So when I, my parents divorced when I was little. And so when I would go see my dad, he was always on the road with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. So I would spend summers out on the road with her. And when I was younger, I knew I loved the stage, but I really loved the whole fame part of it more Mm -hmm. because you know we got to get to the front of the lines at all of the like the merry-go-rounds and festivals and stuff you know we were treated differently and I was like yes that is for me (laughs) and then when I was um 15 I sang by myself for the first time with her and that was really when she started letting me come on the road more and sing and be a part of the show and so Mm -hmm. um when my grandfather died, when I was a teenager, I just started touring with her and it was a real dream come true. And that's where I learned how to work the stage and write songs and how to be on a bus full of dudes and, and really where my love of performance started. Mm -hmm. So I was a teenager. Yeah. That was, that's absolutely amazing. I mean, I can definitely relate to it because, you know, my dream was so to have become, a, you know, an artist myself as well, mm-hmm. like performing, you know, in front of the stage. I still feel like I want to be on the stage right now, you know, but yeah. crazy pandemic. We've been having a little, um, you know, difficult time, but definitely. And, and speaking of, you know, performing on stage like how was it performing with your grandmother you know was it fun being on the road with her like there were I'm sure you had like so many lessons and experiences that you you know got to know and and learn from her so if you could share some of that yeah um my favorite time in the world was being on the bus with her with my family because it was my grandmother and my aunt and my dad and my uncle we all traveled with her and I think those moments after the show when we'd all crawled to the back of the bus to her room and you know everybody's got their makeup off and 
and she's in her little jammies and watching like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and reading the Bible at the same time. You know, she's just like <laughs> this woman who's like, what all of it you know she's both she's texas chainsaw massacre and jesus christ all at once <laughs> and um she and then she'd go through the show she'd go through the show and talk about you know what went right for her what didn't feel good she'd call the band back they'd talk about you know where they could have done better and then she would come to me and she was very honest in her critique with me and when I was younger, I didn't believe her. I thought she was old and didn't know what she was talking about. Um, mm. So I didn't listen to her for a really long time. And um, it, you know, she would tell me country music is about family and remember that. And I am a recovering addict and alcoholic. And she'd say, that's all good. And you can talk about that stuff, but make sure you do it in a way where if there's kids in the audience, their parents aren't going to be worried about it. And I'd be like, no, they need to know everything, you know? And I just, I learned the hard way. I didn't listen to her. She'd say, take a tape recorder, you know, back in the day, she still says tape recorder, take a tape recorder, go in the bathroom, shut the door and record yourself singing the same song over and over and over until you know, it sounds right. Mm. Record it, listen, record it, listen until you got it right and learn three chords on the guitar. And it just, it took me years to believe that stuff, but she, she did teach me how to sing a fast song and how to sing a sad song with emotion and how to really make for me and my artistry, and this isn't for everybody, but, um, how to make the stage, my living room, basically, mm -hmm. you know, to treat people like in it, just an intimate setting. And that's, I love that about her. And I feel like I've been able to sort of get a little bit of that in my show. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, hearing all that makes me feel like she was, uh, you know, not just an artist, but she was also a grandmother on, on the road with you, you know, um, talking yeah. to you and, and making you learn and understand the value of performing. And I loved how you mentioned that, you know, country music is about family, as we have, you know, seen over the years that all these genres have kind of evolved and changed in a different way. But, you know, I feel like country music is still so authentic and it still, you know, involves um, such um, holiness and purity, you know, like you can just listen yeah. to the country music without having to worry about like, oh, my sister is here or like my parents are here, you know, you can just sure. enjoy it wherever you go, or whatever is it that you're doing. Um, so what are your kind of like thoughts on that, you know, in terms of like, the music industry and music itself sort of like changing. Did you ever try to like, you know, move your um, genre towards like the pop culture or something like that? Or were you like happy mm -hmm. before? You know, when, that's a great question. And I think um, country music is ever evolving and you hear so much about you know, there's such a, there's a bashing going on all the time about country music changing and turning into, it was bro country. And then it's, you know, this hip hop country. And I mean, if you listen to country music, 1950s, it's totally different from the eighties to the early two thousands. I mean, it's, you got to kind of accept where we are in a time and you can either do that music and be on the radio or you can do what's authentic to you and have your following in whatever that may be. So your question was, did I ever try to, to change my sound? Yes, 
I did. Um, I was on one road when I was on the road with my grandmother in my twenties. And I had really found a sound of mine that I loved. And it was, it was not country music radio at the time. So that was like 2000, you know, 2010 or something. So I can't even, I can't even compare it. I don't even remember what it was. I guess it was Carrie Underwood, probably that sort of genre. And I'm not a huge belting vocalist. Mm -hmm. So Uh, I tried going the pop country route anyway. And I had a record deal uh, with a trio, John Wayne's granddaughter, Jennifer Wayne, but she's in a trio now called Runaway June. And they're actually opening for Carrie Underwood and doing great. And Caroline Hobby, who has, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers um, on Instagram. She's a podcaster and a blogger. And um, it just didn't work for me. I was miserable all the time trying to do the wrong music. And I did that for years. And when I finally came back into singing what I love, which is really kind of Meemaw stuff, Loretta stuff, to be honest with you, because that's what I did on the road with her. I would just sing her songs. I'm a huge Loretta fan. Um, it just makes me happy. And you find the following you're meant to find when you do what you're authentically meant to do. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I thought it would be, I thought it would be huge. Um, arenas or whatever and it's not but sometimes it's a sold out show for 2000 people you know so it is it's bigger than sometimes I can believe it is and then sometimes you're like god I wish I could do more but I think that's going to be no matter what you're doing Mm, absolutely I mean I love the fact that you said that you know being authentic to yourself is so important I feel like a lot of artists you know, throughout the years have uh, struggled with finding their own sound, um, mm-hmm. you know, including myself. And, um, but, you know, fortunately, we've, I have kind of found where I, you know, I stand. Um, so I really do appreciate when, you know, and when, when an artist like yourself kind of like says to just be authentic and be real and, you know, it's okay to talk. It's, it's actually really nice to talk about family, to talk about your roots, your values and everything. And I've, you know, I've also seen that in your, reflect that in your music and your songs, you know. Um, so if you could like talk about, you know, how that all songwriting process came together, you know, writing with your grandmother, um, writing about her, um, you know, how emotional is that for you? I think it depends on, you know, with anything, it depends on what you go in there like what your heart is like when, you know, I mean, you're a performer, you get that. Like, what is my performance going to be like? Am I going to go all in today? Like, am I going to really step into my power and really give it all? Or am I just going to call this one in? Mm -hmm. So I can go co-write a song with somebody and, you know, rhyme the words, Mm -hmm. or I can sit down and cry and, and talk about my grandmother, like blue in her eyes is a song of mine that we wrote that we put out um, a couple of years ago now. And, I wrote that with Liz Rose, who, you know, wrote all the Taylor Swift stuff with her, and Lori McKenna, who's written everything for everybody. And we just sat there and really got still and talked about it and thought about all the things she's given me and all the doors that she's opened and, and what that relationship looks like. And, and we came away with a, a beautiful song. And my mom passed away like the night, the first night I sang it and so now it's sort of become a tribute to my mom too so it's about the women in my life and 
you know, without getting really vulnerable, I don't think that you find songs that, that mean that much to you. Um, songwriting is hard for me because you have to sit still for so long, <laughs> but it's also one of my favorite things. If I'll sit down and do it, it's one of my favorite things. But if I can find like a co-writer where we can do it on the fly and I just send a voice memo and they send it back and we just mm -hmm. do it like that. That's sort of my favorite way of it. Um, I love all the songs that I've written, even if they are ridiculous. I feel like I've really created something that is unbelievable that could come out of my brain because it's such a. <laughs> Absolutely. That's I really love that. You know, um, I think songwriting is just so um, vulnerable. Like you just said, you know, it just it, it doesn't come out in like seconds. It takes time. Sometimes it takes years. Um, and, and speaking of like, you know, um, your grandmother like was there a time where you felt like you needed to step out of her shadow I mean you know we see that it's really obvious when your um you know your parents or your grandmother is someone really famous and you're like under their shadow and yeah. it's really hard to get out of there and and you know come up with your own individuality and your identity and not be compared to that to them so was that sort of something an obstacle that occurred in your life? I think because, and this is actually a question, this is something that I talk about often um, and it's ever-changing, right? So before I made this record, Taylor Lynn sings Loretta Lynn. Um, I mean, I've always sang Meemaw, but you know, when we were in our trio and for years when I would do my own show, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't even said like that you know it's not until recently like in the last what five or six years where it's all Loretta Lynn all the time like that's what girl can I just tell you that I went and got a perm like a real psycho and it broke all my hair off and they told me not to do it and I didn't and just feels like I have wires in my hair so I'm just gonna keep touching it while we're talking um but your hair is beautiful and I'm feeling like you know we got a similar thing going on kind of so I'm gonna leave it like that okay <laughs> Um, a place where I can separate myself is on social media is, uh, you know, I'm very vocal about addiction and, and equality and, you know, my marriage and being a mom and all that stuff. And she wrote books and she was really truthful, but she's, um, I think that's what separates me and you get to know who I am because I'm not just a singer. You know, I feel like I'm also a writer and, um, you know, I don't want to say influencer because that's not the right word, but just I'm very active on my social media stuff and I try to stay like really connected. And so I think that's where I separate. So no, it's not hard, mm -hmm. but I can see where, you know, people say like, are you ever going to do your own thing? And I feel like I've done my own thing. I'm going to kill my friend who has no, I'm going to kill her. Um, I feel like I've done my own thing for a long time. And when it all clicked is when I started doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's just amazing to know that. And I just wanted to touch touch a little bit on, um, you know, the alcohol alcoholism that was um, in your life. And, you know, at one point you were an addict. So I'm, I'm sure that was, you know, itself a massive um, challenge to overcome. So how did you sort of, you know, handle and manage that? And how hard was that for you? Um, well, alcoholism and addiction, it's a, 
ever, it's an ongoing thing. So for, I am sober today and I have been sober for a few years now and I know that I'll have to work on it every day. So it's not something that, you know, I feel like it's over and, and I'm all cured and I'm going to be better. I mean, it's definitely something that I have to work on all the time. And um, if I struggle or if I want to drink, then I know that I can call another alcoholic, you know, another recovering alcoholic. Um, I did go to treatment. I went to quite a few treatment facilities <laughs> and it took a long time. It really, it took what it took. I mean, when I got sober in 2004, I got arrested. I mean, that's, I was in a hit and run and, you know, I just got arrested in the projects in Nashville. And, you know, that was a bottom sitting in the back of that cop car going, okay, I'm not going to be able to get out of this one. Mm -hmm. And just sort of being at that space. And, um, I was sober for eight years. And when I had my first son, I relapsed on Adderall for like six months. And that was almost eight years ago. I've been sober eight years now. Um, and that was from a C-section and getting the Vicodin for the C-section and just clicking on that, that thing. And so we just have to be diligent. Like I have to be, it's life or death. And I have to treat it like that every day. And, and that takes prayer and meditation and being like I've talked about a lot today being still and and really just keeping myself safe and whatever that looks like and so to talk to kind of tie that into the Loretta Lynn stuff this music this audience this way of touring is so safe for me it's so comfortable and joyful it's not stressful it's I have two kids that are eight and five and these people have surrounded me you know my grandmother's fans I've sort of I've made some of them my own not all of them because I do talk a lot about some things they don't like but mm -hmm. mainly equality which is just so weird but whatever um so it's you know, you find a real, when you can find a really safe, joy-filled crowd and there's not a lot of stress to it, it doesn't mean that you need to get unsafe and like take a gamble, like mm -hmm. sit in that, sit in that like comfort, sit in that place where it just feels like peaceful. Mm -hmm. And that's where I am today. So peaceful. Oh, well, I'm so glad you found your happy place finally. And you should be very proud of yourself. Congrats for being sober for eight years. I'm like, thank you. I've experienced it, but I know that it's very hard to, you know, let go of things, you know, which you've been an addict to um, for yeah. you know, so many, so many years of your life. So that is absolutely amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that with me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, babe. Of course. Well, before I move on to the game segment, if you can share some of the, your future projects, I know you're an actor as well. So are, are we going to be looking at a new music or so, like a new movie coming out or something? Girl, I don't know about the movie. And that what that takes a lot of time. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. like it takes <laughs> so much time. <clears throat> um, the record just came out about a week ago. Loretta Lynn, Taylor Lynn sings Loretta Lynn. So we just released that physically, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago now. 
and it just came out digitally yesterday. So we're like right in the middle of the release. So we're going to, and, you know, kind of celebrate that for a minute before we start doing more stuff, but I'm ready to move on to the next record already. Cause it was so fun. That is so cool. I had no idea. Well, congrats for that. Oh my God. Thanks. I'm so excited to hear it. Thank now. you. I'll send it to you. Yeah, please do. I would love to share it on my social media and everything. I would love it. Awesome. All right. Well, we're now going to move on to a little game segment right here. Um, it's going to be a little rapid fire. So okay. all you have to do is answer as fast as you can. Okay, go. I'm ready. ready? Yep. All right. Um, one thing which you always wanted to do but haven't done. I, I don't want to do it. Jump out of an airplane, but that's the first thing that comes to mind, but I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would, but. <laughs> yeah. All right. On what occasion do you lie? I lie a lot. I've got those kids, you know, I got to lie to them a lot. You know, are we going to get ice cream? Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which talent would you most like to have? I would love to be bilingual or trijingolingual. I would love to speak other languages. I mean, just Spanish. I, I need to learn these things. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> it just makes you look so much cooler. Oh, gosh, babe. If we were speaking in French, come oh. on, babe. Love it. <laughs> All right. What is one of your weirdest habits? I know this is rapid fire. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like count my fingers all the time. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's it. I don't that really is... have any weird habits. I don't think. <laughs> well, I haven't seen anyone count their fingers. Like, do you just randomly count them? <laughs> well, I'm just like, I have to get to the last one and then I start over, but I don't know. I'm just like, kind of do that. I'm not counting. I'm just like touching. Like uh -huh. I'm probably autistic. <laughs> all right. Um, tell us one thing people don't know about you. A lot of people don't know that I was born Julie Ray Lynn, and then my name was changed to Taylor Vanette Greer, and then I legally changed it back to Taylor Lynn. Wow. Why is the yes. name changes? My mother was crazy. <laughs> crazy. I bet. Um, really? I mean, she divorced. I mean... She divorced my dad. She got mad at him. She married another dude. He adopted me, changed my name, that kind of stuff. Some just hillbilly <laughs> drama. <laughs> All right. And one last, one embarrassing moment from your life. I don't get embarrassed that easy. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. <laughs> I don't know well I really good. don't it's good yeah. to not do embarrassing stuff I mean if you were to ask me I there like it's a list full of things that I've done in my life <laughs> I've done a lot of stupid stuff but I usually wrap it in comedy somehow and make it a joke mm -hmm. you know like even if I I keep thinking about Fergie peeing on herself, you know, every, that video that went around and I'm like, have I ever peed on myself anywhere? I mean, that's the worst thing I could think that could ever happen. And that hasn't happened. Hmm. So I'm going to have to really search my brain now. 
I was terrible at these questions. I'm so no, sorry. You were absolutely fun and hilarious. And let's just hope that you don't do something like peeing in your pants. Um, It'll be today. <laughs> well, It'll if be you today. do, let me know. <laughs> I'm going to text you right away and let you know what's going on, sis. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on is the show. Is that a dog? Yes, that is a dog. Oh, my and goodness. Been... Yes. Oh, my gosh. Shut it. Hi. How cute is that? His name is Cody. Where are you? What is this? Are you at college? What is this? Oh, I'm actually at my house right now. Um, yeah, my college is still like, you know, shut down, but we're doing like online college and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, so that's your window outside. Yes. That so is. motorcycle is not behind that curtain. That's your window and it's outside. Okay. I don't know why I thought you had dividers up and there was a motorcycle in a room with you. Okay. <laughs> well, there's an embarrassing moment. I did it. I did it. Well, thank That's you so it. much for being on the show. I had so much fun talking to you and, you know, hearing about you and, and your grandmother. I mean, and I cannot wait to check out your new song. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely amazing. I will send you the whole record. Thank you so much, Shannon. This was great. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, girl.